another episode of Mic'd Up brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? I actually saw Yellowstone was trending earlier today on Twitter. I think it's because people were like, hey, where's that Yellowstone ad read? I would really like to hear it. Well, here it is. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before and find out more at midamericarv.com. Come. We thank you guys for joining us today. We're live in the call-in app a little bit later than usual, but we're here. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. I'm still sad. We're going to talk uh, combine rumors. And I said yesterday on the episode that I was going to put out a vague tweet, and I forgot to. I'm pissed off about it. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk a little basketball as well, and then a little would-you-rather for your Wednesday. But let's start with baseball and just get it out of the way. This is what I get for being optimistic. <laughs> and this is why I'm not us. optimistic. It's <laughs> because it just sets you up for failure and heartbreak. And Rob Manford can go to hell. I can't stand that guy. I blame him. He might be the scapegoat for the other 30 owners. I'm not well. Well, it's just annoying that you know they had the press conference yesterday. And he's just sitting there laughing and cracking jokes. What's funny about this? You're missing baseball games. We don't get to start. There's nothing to be excited about. You guys are clearly being assholes here. It feels like it's your issue. The players want to be treated better. Treat the, the players better. And let's move forward with it. I don't feel like it should be that hard. So I felt like it was maybe kind of a slap in the players yesterday, too, for him to go up there and just be cracking jokes. Come on, man. Yeah. Get back to business. I was too heartbroken that I, I didn't even watch. I couldn't watch him talk. I really didn't handle this situation well at all. I'm not even joking. Like, tell the truth, Wednesday. I just I was very upset, not emotional, but like I was, I was down. The MLB has canceled the first two series of the season, and now I'm I'm to the point to where I don't know if we're even done with that yet. <laughs> I feel like talks were going so well Sunday and Sunday night that I was very back to being optimistic, but now I just don't know, and I don't know if we're going to stop it the first two series of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if they say, okay, the next two series are, are being canceled. Like, what's the next deadline? As shitty as it was, I, I, you almost need a deadline to get these two to negotiate together. Well, they already did that. They already set a deadline. It was like, they're going to be here to the wee hours of the evening. Right. 2 a.m., you guys are heading home. Next day, it's like, all right, well, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. comes in here. Yep. Now it's the first two series are gone. Right. They don't and care then- about deadlines. And then, yeah, last night it was like, here's our final offer. Like 15 minutes left. Here's our final offer. Take it or leave it. And I, I do think that that was kind of a, a scare tactic. Yeah. That the owners thought like, okay, let's do this. Last offer. They'll, they will take it. Uh, but they didn't. And I even saw a lot of players tweeting yesterday like, this isn't about me or the game right now. This is about the future of our game and the players and them being taken care of, which is great. It does still suck, especially I mean, for the fans. The fans are really the only ones – the fans are the ones losing the most in this. Yeah. I think baseball will come back. Players will still get paid a lot of money. Owners will still make a lot of money. And it's all off of us fans. Yeah. Uh, going to ballparks, spending money on things. And it sucks because I, I do. I feel like the fans are the most 
affected by this one. And I don't know when we'll get baseball. Now I'm going to have to buy MLB The Show. I, like I said, I wasn't going to do it. Now I'm going to have to do it because that's how I'm going to have to get my baseball fixed. I saw a lot of people tweeting, like, what are you going to do in your spare time now that baseball's not happening? And there were people like Jeff Passan and other people who were like, I'm going to go watch my son play now. My fucking kids don't play softball or baseball, <laughs> so I'm not going to show up to the park and watch a bunch of kids play. I'm going to go to more minor league games, and I'm probably going to play PlayStation and buy MLB Dude, show. let's do a slow-pitch league. <laughs> I, know no you, I know you don't want to run. That's fine. Knees are uh-huh. knees weak. Arms are heavy. That's all right. right. All you're hitting is dingers, anyways. Right. You we, you can set up to where like you just hit and someone else runs for you. <laughs> Seriously, Seriously, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, like an old man. It's like oh no. Yeah, these knees. Bad knees. Yeah, yeah. ain't happening. Uh huh. I don't know that I have the time to play in a slow pitch league. They're open on Wednesdays. Yeah. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I have these two little kids that follow me around. Cool. Let them follow you to the ballpark. Make them fall in love with baseball. Hey, daddy's drunk. Guess who's driving home? (laughs) It's a tall one. Yeah. (laughs) She's not a bad driver, but I don't think she's ready for that. I don't think her mom would think too highly of it either. But I'm I'm sad about the whole baseball thing. I I love opening day. I guess it just gets pushed. I want to be a realist about it. It's just going to get pushed and – so maybe a warmer weather day, maybe that's not a bad thing. At least we will be allowed into games. Yes. When it happens. It's not like, you know, twenty twenty where it's like, yeah, we're gonna play, which is great. You're back you guys to, you're back to being optimistic. Look at you go. <laughs> it's just about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that I'm optimistic about. And it's the thing that continues to break my heart. And you know, the last time we had a lockout, I don't really remember. Like I remember it, but I obviously wasn't old enough to catch like the details of it. Uh, was the 94-95 season. I do feel like a lot of fans did leave baseball. And they're like, yeah, I was kind of a casual fan. Probably not coming back. I do think baseball is in danger of losing a lot of their fans. Yeah, like The diehards, guys like me, we're going to still be fans. As soon as the Royals start playing again, I'll be in the stadium. I'll be cheering. But I do worry about, you know, like the younger kids that are just starting to get into baseball and – you know, guys that are just kind of casual fans. If you lose a couple games there, you know, if you cancel some of these games, there are fans that will just fizzle out and won't come back. I, I don't think it's like a, uh, like a, I'm standing up against Major League here's Baseball. A, like, oh, perfect... I'll never watch games again. But those casual fans will fizzle out and be like, oh, is season's not starting? Like, yeah, whatever. And then when it does start, they won't come back. It's like me with 1883. You skip a week on the show, you threw out, you exactly. threw off my routine. I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. I thought this. I thought it would be here by now. I thought we'd be seeing spring training, something going on. There's I, nothing. I do think that is, an, like, an accurate analogy of, of it though. Like you throw people's schedule off, you get them excited about it. This time of year is usually like, all right, baseball. We're talking about spring training. Like you're starting to see highlights on Sports Center. There's that build-up to it, and then opening day like is almost a celebration. I don't know if you're going to get that in the middle of June. Yeah. And this is really like, – it's such a good time for baseball. I mean, the weather's beautiful outside. Mm-hmm. Love, yeah, like, love to make a wish. I mean, it is. It's, it is so nice outside. It's insane. It's just pff, nothing. 77 today. It's a good thing you brought your jacket. <laughs> you got to call me out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Man, you just one roast after another. I tell you. You got to start writing them down. 
yeah, recording old them. Twitter thread for the roasts. You, you it was have chilly a weather this morning, channel app, and all week it has been absolutely beautiful. Hey, Monday you showed up in a hoodie and a coat, and I was like, bro, it's gonna be like seventy today. I asked, uh, I asked my uh, Amazon Echo Alexa today. Uh, hey Alexa, what's the weather? She gave me the answer, mm-hmm. but I was walking away, and all I heard was, "It is currently fifty-five degrees outside." It was about eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, in the that. morning. I didn't hear what the rest of the temperature was going to be today. And I, I was didn't like, even well, send, guess I better grab jeans and a coat. I didn't even send jacket. my children to jacket? school in jackets today. Oh, shoot. Yeah, like, that's how nice it is. Maybe you want you just send me the weather in the morning. Like, hey, Absolutely wear not. this. <laughs> Learn how to read your app. <laughs> that's all you need to do. I need to put it. I need to get a, a bigger widget and put it on there. So it's just the first thing I see when I open my phone is like, this is the weather. But even then, you're going to look at it and be like, God, 55 this morning? Better I, grab a coat. But the what you don't realize is, is I'm so bad about like knowing what to wear with the weather because I don't know what type of 77 degrees it's going to be. Is it going to be a windy? Is it going to be a brisk wind? What's it that really tells you how like? windy it's going to be. <laughs> I ain't scrolling. I need all that right there at the front. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Uh, we have football news to talk about, too. As I talked uh, yesterday. On yesterday's episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to put out a vague tweet of, like, player movement is what I usually do. And I forgot. We've been a little busy over these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to some of that later, too. But I was going to put out a vague tweet. And I was even working it out in my mind while I was driving. But I forgot, again. And it was going to say something along the lines of, like, I'm hearing that there's a big name about to hit the trade block. Or, you know, there's a big name that could be moving and it happened last night or, you know, even this morning a little bit. There's talk of Saquon Barkley being on the trade block. I had no idea that was happening yesterday. But I could have put out the vague tweet that's like, oh, big name, going to hit the market. And when Saquon. That would have fucking blown up. Right? Like, it, it would have. People went, oh, shit, this guy knows what he's talking about. No, it's bullshit. <laughs> All of it is bullshit. Most of the people you follow on Twitter, it's bullshit, 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 bullshit. That's all it is with these guys. Um, Some of them do have good sources, and it is reliable. Some of them have such good sources, though, that they don't even put out information. I can remember meeting a guy, and I won't say his name, in Indianapolis a couple years ago, and I was like, that dude knows everything that goes on in the league. And it wasn't Adam Schefter. It was just, it was another guy. And it was like, if he said everything that he knew, he knows all the rumors. Everything, but he doesn't release it. But everybody talks to him. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad to say I know him as well. Uh, but you know, Saquon on the trade block. This is something that we've talked about for a, a long time. And even if the Giants don't trade him, I think you have to put him on the. You have to listen to offers. Yeah, let teams know that like, hey, he is available. Because if some team comes to you and they're like, hey, first round pick, we'll do it. Yeah, I'm doing it immediately. Really. Yeah, if it's a top 20 pick, I wouldn't even think about it. If it's picks 20 to 40, I'm, it might give me a little bit of pause, but I'm probably still going to do it. If you give me a top 40 pick for Saquon Barkley, I'm pulling the trigger on it. So the top, the top 20 is going to be right there. Pittsburgh at 20, Philadelphia at 19, New Orleans at 18, Chargers at 17. Then it goes Philly, Philly, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, Washington. Philly, Philly! Sorry. No, that was good. It threw me off for a second. I also didn't realize Philadelphia had back-to-back picks. Right. They have back-to-back picks, and then they pick again at 19. 
15, 16, 19. Cannot wait to see how they fuck that up. <laughs> like, it is just inevitable that that's what's going to happen. Well, they took Devontae Smith last year. He was pretty good. Yeah, the smallest receiver. He's still good, though. Yeah, he's all right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not a believer in it. I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not a believer in Devontae Smith. That dude's going to take one lick across the middle of the field, and his body's going to snap. I, I'm a believer. I don't think he's going to be, like, the best And then we're going to say league. the eagle has landed. And it can't get back up to fly. He had 900 yards receiving last year. Yeah. He's also pretty much their only receiver, so it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, we just have to find a way to get him the ball. But if I also, their, I'm also not a believer in Jalen Hurts. So if it's he's just, their only receiver, then everybody should just lock him down. Exactly. You have no one else to guard, so put your number one corner on him. Bingo, you bingo. see number one coverage every week and still had 900 yards receiving. Good for him. As a rookie. What did Jamar Chase have? At 170 pounds. I don't know what Jamar Chase had. Yeah. I'm just – we'll see. I just want to see Devontae Smith just continue to develop. I don't know. I, I like, like him. I know he's good. Advocate. He clearly wore it, won the Heisman. Wore, he clearly won the Hodman. He wore it. He, he wore yeah. the Heisman. Wore and won it. So, we'll see. I have a much – I'm not trying hair. to be hot takey on it. I just – it's one of those guys where I just I don't feel like I believe it. I'm, I doubt a lot of the receivers – just because it's such a hard position. But I like with Jamar Chase, he had 1,400 yards receiving last year. It was yeah. phenomenal. And you guys like that is a freakish year. So mm-hmm. it's not like, no. Uh, yeah, else. it was like a record year. Yeah. Uh, but even Devontae Smith had a really good year. Just talked about him 900 yards receiving. Jalen Waddell had a really good year yeah. as well. And Very he quiet, had good year. 104 catches for 1,015 yards. Yeah. Those three dudes really played well. Yeah. So I. With the Eagles, you are right, though. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like they've had good drafts. But I, last year, they did well. They got Landon Dickerson. I like him a lot. But I also remember, like, the Browns when they used to have, like, all these picks. And it's like, oh, well, you're going to get somebody. Or the Dolphins a couple years ago. It's like, oh, you got three first-round picks. Well, at least two of them are going to be a Same bust. with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been good, but he hasn't been anything spectacular. Yeah. And some of that's just health issues, but mm-hmm. but you know teams that could be looking to trade for Saquon, I don't know that anybody would like any of these first round teams. Like if you have a top twenty pick, you probably shouldn't be trading to get a running back because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like you're probably not that great. Like Baltimore picks at number fourteen, but they have J.K. Dobbins. I think he's pretty good. I would not trade. I mean, pick if you're Buffalo, if you're Buffalo, I'd consider it. But Saquon yeah. Barkley on that offense? Yeah. That's about the only one. Like, you ran off the list. The Chargers won't. The Saints won't. Yeah. The Eagles have Miles Sanders. Maybe they would. But that's a division trade. It's in, yeah, it's a happen. division. So I don't even think the Giants would. Pittsburgh doesn't need him. New England. Tampa, Tampa Bay might be interesting at 27, but they need to figure out the quarterback situation. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really it starts to pick up at number 25 where you have Buffalo – I I wouldn't mind that trade. Yeah, I think that's a good fit. Mm-hmm. And they've been they've traded a pick before for Stephon Diggs. Yeah, like yeah, let's get him. So maybe Buffalo would be a good landing spot for Saquon. And there's already that relationship there you, with the head coach. So. You talk about Tampa at 27. Tampa Bay has a sneaky amount of holes to fill. Yeah, uh, they lost uh, their guard, Ali Marpet, retired out of nowhere. He's only like 28 years old. Like he retired. And he got drafted since I've been doing this. I know we like to tease Matt. I'm like, oh, you've been doing this for so long. I even yeah. saw him put out, like, oh, this is my 12th combine. 
I'm like, oh shit, like you're seeing players retire. I have not been doing this that long. <laughs> Four or five years, it feels like. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> this dude's already retiring, and then you're yeah, probably going to lose Ryan Jensen, the center. You've lost Tom Brady. You're going to lose guys like Leonard Fournette, probably. Yeah. God, it's going to be tough to keep Godwin as well. If you're gonna, how much are you paying him? Because he can right. go get top receiver money elsewhere. Yeah. Or go to another contending team. He has an opportunity. And then, you know, Bruce Arians was was in front of the mic the other day, yesterday. I loved what he had to say. Uh, I didn't actually listen to it, but I, I read it. <laughs> okay. And I love so what I he said, but I didn't listen to it. Yeah, I, I read about it. Uh, but pretty much what he talking about Tom Brady. Uh, like, hey, is the door still open for Tom Brady? Yeah, of course it's still open. It's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, but then I, you know, people also ask, what about if he wants to come back, but he wants to play for another team? And he was like, absolutely not. I love that he was very upfront about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. I wouldn't either. If Tom Brady wanted to come back and I was running a team, it's like, you can come back. We're going to trade you, though. You're not just, you know, walking off. We're not trading you for a sixth-round pick like we got for Gronk. Yeah. We're trading you for, for a pretty high pick. <laughs> you Especially want Super if you're in the NFC. Yeah. Like, we're going to fuck you over. I'm sorry. You signed on to be here for another year. That's your fault. Should have told the wife that you wanted a two-year deal here in Tampa or something. But I, I totally agree with him. If Tom Brady wants to come back, you trade your ass. Good luck. It, have fun. It is crazy that like Tom Brady is retired, but it still doesn't feel real to me at least. Like this NFL season hasn't started, right? So it's just Tom Brady's almost still in the league, still the quarterback somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be weird watching next season. It, I mean, it's going to be my first time in my life I watch football and Tom Brady's not playing quarterback. Wow. That makes me feel Think old about too. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even when Tom Brady. And it's it's not because I was born in, like, 2001 or 2002. Right. It's just, like, since I've been paying attention to football, mm-hmm. knowing NFL teams and players, Tom Brady has been, a, yeah. been in that mix. He came into the league when I was, like, 13 or so. So even, like, I was young when he was coming into the league. It, but it will be weird to have a league without Tom Brady. I think that he's retired. I don't think he's going to make a comeback. I wonder if it's like a year off and the itch comes back. It's like, I can still do this. Like, I've still been training. I'm still working out. It's not going to be that hard. Yada, yada, yada. There's another team that's just a quarterback away. Guess who's the quarterback? This guy. What's up? 46. Let's play some ball. Yeah. It could. I mean, uh, we saw Gronk do it. Take a, what do you take, a year or so off? And yeah. then come back? People do it all the time. And with Tom Brady, he's such a competitive person. I assume, don't know him. Yeah. That I think that he could take a year and then be like, wait a second. I want to do that again. I like to play football. <laughs> I like so football. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he did that. But we'll see. A lot of rumors starting to heat up. Um, trade rumors. Talks about uh, players are starting to even declare like, oh, I'm, I'm here at the Combine, but I'm not going to be working out. Yeah. Uh, I saw Drake London was trending on Twitter. He's not going to run the 40. Yeah, he's or he's not going to participate, which is an interesting one because I did see even uh, yesterday there were chats on the line about him and his 40 time, and he's going to run pretty slow. He's a receiver out of USC. He's a big receiver, uh, but there's talks that he could run in the 4.6 to 4.7s, but there's also mock drafts with him as a top 10 receiver. Yeah. I've never seen a top 10 receiver run a 4.6. Here's my thing, 4.6, 4.7? It's actually kind of fast. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't really believe that. When you put it in context, it's, the average person is not running that fast. Yeah, uh, at all. 
A four six forty was probably the most athletic kid at your high school. And I don't mean you, big country. I mean everyone. No, the little five two guy who's a freaking speed demon. Mm-hmm. Not good like, in class, but he can play some football. Yeah, he probably ran a four six. Yeah, like he's got track medals. Yes. But in the For NFL, high school. it's like, oof, pretty slow. <laughs> but, like, the thing with him, though, is just, like, go up and catch the football. That's what he does. He can be that possession receiver right. and, we and get make so, plays after the catch. We get so hung up on 40 times. I know I've talked about this every year for, like, five years now. But it's – some guys are fast on tape. Some guys are not. Some guys cannot psych themselves up for the 40 time. Yeah. Some guys are track guys, and they'll come out there, and they'll run a 4-3. But you Perfect don't see form. it on the field. There they go. You know, some guys are just all around fast, where it doesn't matter. If you just want them to run, they can run. Yeah, like me. I'm just, where do you want me to go? I'm there and back. Right. Dude, I just ran across the building and came back. You didn't even see it. Yeah. I remember a guy did that to me when I was a kid. He's like, you want to see me run over there and back? And I was like, yeah. And he, like, dipped his head forward and sat back down. And I was like, what? What just happened? He's like, I just ran there and back. That's how fast I am. You didn't even see it. As a kid, I was like, that dude is the fast fucker in the world. You, as a kid, you probably believed that. Kid. I was seventeen years old. No, <laughs> you were probably like, "Damn!" Like, I saw it. It didn't feel like you left, but I. I definitely questioned. I like, believe you. There's no way. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, "But if he did, this is a real life flash." <laughs> right. Uh, there's some other trade rumors and stuff going on too. Uh, your guy Jimmy G. You love him because he wins football games. Uh, there's talk that he needs shoulder surgery. Yeah. I, and I think this is really going to affect his trade market. And I think there's still a really good possibility that he's a 49er next year. That if they're looking at him and they're like, yeah, we could trade him, but we're only getting like a second or a third, like a third or maybe even fourth with shoulder surgery in return. Was it on his throwing arm or is it on his, is on his left arm? Sorry to cut you off there. I think it's his throwing shoulder. I didn't remember hearing John Lynch say it this morning because I heard him in the interview with Peter Schrager, but I didn't hear what shoulder it was. I couldn't remember if it was the playing shoulder or the throwing shoulder or not. I think it's his throwing shoulder. If it's yeah. not his throwing shoulder, then nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Like, Dak, I mean, Dak just had surgery on his shoulder, but it was his left shoulder. So it's just he'll be fine by training camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. He just well, like Baker Mayfield, like they're not halting the conversations yeah. about his contract because of that left shoulder. But it with can't Jimmy affect G, you. yeah. But if, it's not, not drastic. It makes sense, though, if it is just throwing shoulder, and that's kind of the concern. Because he was also dealing with a thumb injury, and it's the same thumb injury that Chris Paul's dealing with in the NBA for the Phoenix Suns. That dude's been out like four to six weeks already. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo still played through that. So hearing John Lynch talk about that, it's like it really makes you realize how much Jimmy went through this last year and was still helping them win football games and go on the playoff run. Now, it's nothing spectacular, and it's nothing dazzling. He just gets the job done. And, like, that's maybe what you just need a quarterback to do. If he's not like the the focal point or the main guy on the team, just come in, do your job, and get it done correctly. Well, and even as we talked yesterday, there's so many teams that are looking for a quarterback. Yeah, that if he is healthy, I think he is going to be one of the top guys in the as market. he should be, honestly. And I, this... I still don't think Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. I don't think that they're realistic, like on the market guys. <laughs> Man, if you're the freaking Packers, though, you better hope to God he gets an answer out soon. I mean, he allegedly is supposed to do it before the start of free agency. Well, you almost need it before that, where the Packers are rolling into free agency. Like, dude, we're fucked. Cause, like, you're, and you're I don't not... think Aaron Rodgers cares. No, I don't think that he's he like, you know what? I want to do right by the Packers. I'm going to do this March 12th. If I'm the Packers, I give him a deadline. Like, hey, like, dude, we need to know 
here. <laughs> you do like an MLB players owner. But hey. Hey, like you have to be serious on like, hey man, like I know we want to play games and think this through. You've had all offseason. Like you you got to we we need to know as a team moving forward because we have money. We need to find a find a way to not necessarily replace you, but figure out how we're gonna build this team without you. And if we're if we have the money to give to you, we're going to. If you want to stay, that's perfect. But at the same time, we can allocate that money elsewhere and help build this team for Jordan Love because you're not here. Now, yeah. granted, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to give a shit about that answer, that part of the answer. No, but it's I, like they probably should have some discussions though, and maybe they have already. Of like, hey, I know you said like you're you're figuring it out, but we need it by March 14th. If you're the whatever. Packers, like, do you just kind of say fuck it? I wouldn't. I mean, back-to-back MVPs, I get it, but, like, at the same time, it's like, hey, man, we can't – I don't want to play these games anymore. we got to move on as a franchise at some point. If Jordan Love were ready to go, they would. I I think they'd say, fuck it, like, we'll trade you. We'll let you walk. Yeah. But it's also hard to replace Aaron Rodgers. Like you said, he's won two straight MVPs. It's not like he's a really good quarterback at the end of his run. He's been the best quarterback in the league the last two years. This is something I was thinking about this morning. Does it kind of speak volumes how – with the Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes, everything they saw in practice, they knew right away they were they were okay to move on from Alex Smith. The San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance. John Lynch talked about it this morning in that interview with Peter Schrager. You're seeing stuff in practice. I mean, some of those video clips have gotten out. Javi shared, and we already know who it is. Props to him for getting those, by the way. But it's another one of the situations where it's like you get to see Trey Lance make some of these plays in practice where it's like, well, actually, you know, that's kind of a sack, whatever, but great throw. Different side, you know, different motion or whatever. His feet are not set. That's exciting as a 49ers fan to see that. Where's Jordan Love in that mixture? Where's he at between the Patrick Mahomes high and the middle of the road, Trey Lance with some of those it's plays? It's really different, Does that make though, sense? when you're replacing Alex Smith, who was having a good season, yeah, and shitty Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. Those three are not even remotely close in the same category. Yeah. And, like, with Alex Smith, that was the best career year that he had. That's his last starting year with the Chiefs. But like I do think a lot of Chiefs year. fans forget that he was checked down Alex before that last year. 100%. There was a I'm reason very why aware of it. everyone wanted Patrick – or they wanted a quarterback, yep. and they were tired of Alex Smith. Yeah. And so replacing Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love could be out there looking, you know, better than Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. But he's still not Aaron Rodgers. So it's like, okay, I could have this really good young player, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. I just, I feel like I'm almost wanting to question, like, how much longer does Aaron Rodgers really have mentally? Like, I get back to back MVPs. That's awesome. Is this a peak, though? Like, right. now do we start to see the downfall? Eventually it's going to happen, or he's yeah. going to retire. And I'm not predicting that. I'm not calling it. It's just like, a, if you're the Packers, do you say, let's just try to get way ahead of this? We might be a year too early trying to move on from it. Like, we can't keep playing these middle games. It's just, it's halting us. We don't get to move forward with our plan. We have what we want. You know I mean? We know what we want to do. Especially if he wants to be the highest-paid player in the league. Yeah. Which is tough. Does he deserve it? Yep. Two MVPs. Yep. But you have a salary cap to work with. So he's he's a three-time MVP winner, Super Bowl winner. Did he win the MVP of that Super Bowl? I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't remember, actually. It was but, so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's one of those situations where you sit here and you look at it and go, damn, he does deserve to be one of the highest-paid players in the league, especially off back-to-back MVP years. It puts him at 40 – is it 48? Is that the highest-paid? 45 we, with Mahomes. 
so 48 would make him the highest paid? Mm-hmm. Which, again, is not 50. Like, well, what's, supports. what's Kirk Cousins at, though? What's he? We talked about that. His the guarantee day. is it's a lot this year. I think it is around forty eight. But they, yeah, there's no way Aaron Rodgers would be like, I'm not getting paid any less than that guy. Yeah, usually purple. when you talk about it, it's the average. Like, because there are years where Patrick Mahomes, I think last year he didn't make that much money, but I think this year he's going to make like forty six million. Yeah, I think that might have been the number. But there's mentioned. like that, like an ebb and flow of these contracts. Like, oh, big year, down year, big year, down year. Yeah. But so usually you take the average. And Mahomes is an average of 45 yeah. mil. So Rodgers wanting to come in at 49 probably. Because he doesn't want 50. He just wants to be the highest paid. <laughs> and that's how Aaron Rodgers. Don't, don't pay me 50 million. 49.75. No, 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 no. Daddy don't need that. <laughs> 49 Daddy and a half. 49 though. 49 would get me into maybe training camp. 45 would get him to training camp. Maybe. What's that Django reference where it's like, first you had my uh, curiosity, but now you have my attention? Don't know. Oh. All right, never mind. <laughs> Good try, though. It's my buddy's like favorite movie, and he hits me with that line all the time. Mm. I'm like, dude, just answer the question. Do you want to go get dinner or not? Maybe he should answer it more so you can remember it. Yeah. There's also a lot of talks of, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, the Derek Carr trade stuff. It's not, it's not dead. Yeah. And uh, with a new coaching staff there. New GM, maybe they are exploring trading Derek Carr. And if I'm a team like the Commanders or the Steelers, I might be sending at least a text, a you up text to the Raiders and be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, he really on the market? Hey, if you're the Steelers, it's like, wait, we can get a, a fresh deep ball thrower as a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Derek Carr. Here's a, here's, Derek Carr is awful in cold weather. He's is a California it? kid. He's played, you know, he's played in Good Oakland. Down. He's played in Vegas in the Dome now. He plays awful in Kansas City in the cold. He plays awful in Denver in the cold. So maybe if you're the Saints, you're like, hey, we don't do that down here. What's up? NFC South, Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Carolina, yeah. it might rain. That's all right. Every team in the NFC South needs a quarterback. Yes, including the Falcons because it's like Matt Ryan up. who's going to make like $48 million this year. That's right. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, what are we going to do with That's this where you get guy? that top rate. That motherfucker's about to get paid more than me? Uh-huh. Absolutely not. <laughs> Mr. I went to a Super Bowl and lost it? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, I, so I don't I don't know what's going to happen then if she's south. I would like to see Derek Carr get traded, yeah. not even as like a Chief fan, but just as like a I like player movement. Yeah. The reason Honestly. I brought up the, the cold situation is because, one, that's a real thing. But, two, I heard Najee Harris talking about it. The current running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if yeah, you heard this interview. I saw that one. <laughs> he goes, Yeah, I mean, you know, grew up in California, go to Alabama. He's like, That humidity was awful. First day of running, I passed out. Knocked, like, it just kicked my butt. And then I go to Pittsburgh. He's like, It took me two to three years to get used to the humidity. And then I go to Pittsburgh, and it's cold. And then Big Ben's like, Oh, you just wait. This is nothing. It gets colder than this. And he's like, That was the first game I felt every hit in the NFL. I was yeah, like, You're telling like me Eric Carr's not going to feel that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do think Najee is a, maybe a little bit of a storyteller too. Like he's an entertaining. Kid. He is very probably personal. a lot of truth personable. To it. Yeah, but I mean, I think that he is a little bit of an entertainer, which he should yeah. be in that situation. But as far as the cold weather, I don't know about the Derek Carr stuff, but it could be definitely true. It could just yeah. be that the Chiefs have been pretty good over the last couple of years. That's true. And well. the Denver defense, but it also could be a holy shit, this guy can't play in the cold weather. Yeah, which is a thing. 
Yeah, like I even, mean, especially if you grew up in a, it, not to knock them because I mean that's a heck of a blessing to be raised in California with that type of weather all the time. California's soft. Yeah, he's just not ready for it. He's not. He's he's built. You can't it. handle built that weaker. Midwest chill. Yeah. If you can handle the cold, you can handle anything. It you just can't it runs the deep. Cold. Yeah, yeah. I know. You straight up your, ice in the veins. You're taking your jacket off. Cold weather guy now. Yeah. As it's like Bring it on. 72 degrees. There's no need to call me out. <laughs> Joplin, Missouri. Man, I'll tell you what, though. If I get a cool breeze of wind in this office out of nowhere and my head gets chilly. I was going to say, you always say it's a, a hair thing. It is. I don't ever remember being cold. It's like I had <laughs> I had insulation up top. The wind didn't reach the old scalp. And now it's just direct contact. And then when my hair started thinning out, my hair waved with the wind and it would mess it up. And I couldn't ever get it fixed. Then it got wavy. And then it just waved itself on out of my head. And then you just took it all. When off? my head turned into a wave, it was waving goodbye. I didn't realize. You know, it I haven't time. brought it up in a while. But are you, you going to do the big country combine? Or I mean, yeah, I would like to. It's just a win. You know, we're right. we're getting ready to leave town tonight. We're and then I'm come back and I do the alumni tournament, which I'm absolutely hoping to dominate in. Can't wait to update you guys next week. And oh, then, don't worry, I'm going to take video. There we go. And then next week we go to Nashville. Yeah. And I'm, if we find a way to get on the, I'll do it on the field. I'll do it in front of Mike Vrabel. I'll race him. You'll lose that race. Uh, but it's still going to be cool. <laughs> okay. Are you going to be able to say you race Mike Vrabel? Nope, I can't. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Manifesting the shit out of that. I wonder what he runs his 40 in. I mean, he's probably around five. I mean, he's... That's a st- I'm, I'm two steps behind him. He's 40. That's half a second. 45 probably, maybe pushing 50. He's we a big guy. Him. We need to get him a message. Be like, hey, what do you think you can run your 40 in? He's 46 years old. That's gonna be hard to run sub uh, sub five forty. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't do think it. he can run sub sub five. Do Mike Vrabel slow now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Was he ever fast? No, he ran a. I just did a quick Google search. I'm not verifying it with like anyone. He ran a four nine three. Brother, I could be faster than Mike Vrabel if I fucking beat Mike Vrabel in a forty. Set it up. I can't see it happening. Lace it up, big guy. He looks like a guy that is still in relatively good shape. Yeah, I'm not doing any football drills with him. I'm not hold. I'm not gonna try and punch a bag that he's holding or let him punch a bag that I'm holding. Yeah, I'm just not. just a straight forty time. Yep. I will say he maybe spread out some distance so he can't like come tackle me in the midst of it <laughs> because he will murder me. Yeah, each sideline. I will sue his ass. <laughs> uh, him running a four nine three, and now being forty six years old, you might actually be faster than Mike Vrabel. That's a great conversation. Which coaches? <laughs> Am I faster than any? Any reason. <laughs> For sure. That I love the fact that that guy cannot help but bring up food and, and like, interviews. Yeah, it's like... Like, ah, oh, dude, I'm going to sit up here and eat some potato chips and watch all the drills. Yeah. Literally what, what he's Brian saying. Pringle? Ah, uh, well, he's a good player. Potato chips. <laughs> yeah, you, got a, you got a potato chip deal out of it. Now, I'm pretty uh, confident you're faster than Big Red. For yep. sure. The Pete problem Carroll? is... Pete Carroll is questionable. Right. Uh, I I would assume you're faster than Bill Belichick. I would hope Bill Belichick can even race. He's not even giving me the time of day. But I'm not racing anybody. I got um, something to watch. Sean McDermott in Buffalo. I think he's going to be faster than you. So I don't I'm, know how old he is. He looks like he's still in good. Sean McVay is smoking me. Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. That's interesting because he's kind of nerdy. Is he an athletic nerd? He doesn't look like it. I'll tell you that. Look athletic. Yeah, judging a book by its cover. He does not yeah. look athletic. Kyle Shanahan, not doing that. He's got no. me in 
and the height. His legs are so much longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He seems um, like an old. He seems Mike like a McCarthy, big torso you're faster guy. than him. Yeah, that's good. The Cowboys. Mike Tomlin. No way. I'm faster than Mike Tomlin. No chance. You're faster. Than oh Mike yeah. Tomlin. That when's the last time that guy ran? Probably. Like he's still in fairly good shape though. Yeah, but he's like. And he was a college athlete. So he's beat up. No, Mike Tomlin's faster than you. Brian Dable, I think. Hit us up in the chat. Which coaches am I not faster than? (laughs) That's a longer list. (laughs) That's fair. I'm going to argue. Like the Eagles, Nick Sirianni, he's still in pretty good shape. Yeah, he's young. And he's he's tall, too. Yeah, he is. I saw him at the Combine. I did not know he was that tall. I bet he's. Who's the Broncos' new coach? Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett. Y'all got the same haircut. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Who's the the Minnesota Vikings new head coach? One of the Kevin the reason O'Connor. I ask is because one of the teams posted was like, here's our coach running the forty. Like our coach is faster than your coach. And he like ran a four six one. I think it was the Vikings that posted it. I can't I can't, he was a quarterback. I don't know if he had a fast yeah. forty time. He was super slow. Four six one. I say four six one super slow now after saying it was actually well fast. for a quarterback that's fast though. Yeah, not a lot of quarterbacks training around that forty time. I know even this year, yeah, he was a four six. He's faster than you because well, he's, he's not old either. He's thirty six. He he might still run a sub five. So here's the thing though: is like these, like you guys are acting like it's just easy to hop on the line and take off as a sprint. That's pretty difficult to do. Uh, when have I ever said that that's easy to do? I'm just saying we're like, oh, I'm this trying guy, to tell you this like coach three is years faster than difficult. You. I'm one. I'm completely aware. I had to go take an Epsom salt bath. <laughs> right. About crying in the tub because I couldn't get out. Freaking legs cramped up. But I, tell the I truth think a lot Wednesday. of these coaches still exercise quite a bit. But sprints? No offense. It's not like you're doing a lot of sprints. You're not like sprinting every day. I bet Me? these guys are on the treadmill every day. I'm working running. on my starts, dog. Yeah, but it's still I'm that quick speed. Yards. I'm that the quick, quick burst. But you're not like, man, I sprint 20 times a day, and these guys only do it once a week. That's a fair point. And like, I'm not going to lie and act like I've been them. sprinting recently. I was not in Vegas working on sprints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Sprint to that bar, bub. Don't try to lie to me. I know, I, know, <laughs> I know what's going on. I also know that the good people here have mic'd up should go to Miners and Monroe. Check them out online or at their shop in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Use that code MikeDup10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Yeah, the, another website you should definitely visit is going to be Gunspot. Visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site, no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Gunspot.com. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do that with Gunspot.com. All right, next up is going to be an article that I read uh, a couple nights ago that was really cool. And it was talking about the 10 most influential players in the NBA. It was on Complex Sports. Um, I forget the author's name. It was like a group project. And they looked at the 10 most influential. So it's not like a here are the 10 best players of all time, but the most influential players. And I read it. I've retweeted it. It was really good. It really caught my my eye, and uh, I liked what they had to say. And it starts off, it's a free article too, so I'm going to talk about every single player. I don't feel like I'm 
releasing news that's behind a paywall. But they released their top 10, and I immediately started. And number 10 on the list is Kevin Garnett. I'm not a big Kevin Garnett fan. So immediately, I started the reading and was like, oop, disagree. I don't (laughs) think that Kevin Garnett is the top 10 most influential player. But then as I kept reading the article, they did a very good job of changing my mind, especially on Kevin Garnett. Because I, I had forgotten, and I grew up in the era of kids leaving high school for the NBA. And that started with Kevin Garnett. It set off a trend where you had guys like Kobe, Jermaine O'Neal, a lot of players leaving for the NBA after high school. Mm-hmm. And then even you know it carried on into guys like Kwame Brown and Dwight Howard. And it all started with Kevin Garnett. So him being top 10 most influential, 10 might be low. He changed not only the NBA, but college basketball too. Wow. I, mean, college I didn't basketball, realize he was the first one to do it. He was like the first big Successful. One. Yeah, other guys had done it before, but he was the first big one, and then Kobe followed, and then it just kind of dominoed. It's crazy the fact that you can look at a high school and be like, yeah, you're good enough in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, LeBron, straight from Yeah. And like school. to, I shouldn't say dominate, but like to have success almost immediately. Yeah, to go from insane. playing high-level high school basketball to being in the NBA and like scoring points. Seeing and, it's, the and it's not like point. high school basketball then was like it is now where you have all these kids who are talented moving across the country to play on like a stacked mm-hmm. team. Yeah, or, you know, they've played against really talented teams. Like, uh, you know, some of those, what is it called? Um, AAU? Yeah, AAU teams. These guys were playing against Zion and John Morant on the same team. You've seen really talented teams before you get to college. This was kind of pre-AAU teams where, yeah, you had some good ones. You had some of these private academies that were really good, but they were really good because they had, like, one superstar and some other solid Players, so they they really they hooked me in with this Kevin Garnett deal, where I started reading and was like, oh, that's bullshit. Not, <laughs> not agreeing there. Almost and then that out. Two, like a paragraph later, I'm like, oh shit, they are correct. Yeah, Kevin Garnett, definitely one of them. Again, I don't really care for the guy, but he is influential. Yeah, and I it, exp- when I started thinking about how he changed not only the NBA but also college basketball. I think 10 might be a little low for KG. <laughs> Where would you put him then amongst the rest of the list? I know we're going to go down it here in a second, but like, would you move him? Who would you move him above? Honestly, he might be top three for me. Really? Yeah. In their list, you know, their top one, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson comes in at three, Steph Curry at four, Kobe Bryant at five. I think that he's probably more influential than even Magic Johnson. Yeah, because with Magic Johnson, it was it made the NBA fun, right? Right, very entertaining, flashy. Yeah, everybody wanted to talk to him, the big smile, all that stuff. He was one of the first like big NBA stars, like the cool guy. Pre like everyone Jordan. wanted, to, yeah. Like there's you know the dream team stuff of like oh yep. this is Magic's league, and then after that everybody knew like not anymore. I'm sorry, you're done. It belongs to MJ, and I, I will put Jordan one on there. Was it that smooth of a transition with that, or were there people still arguing about Magic Johnson? I don't know. It was 92. Because it's like MJ to MJ, so we're at, did, 
Was that kind of a deal or was like one MJ to the other? It was probably a lot of conversations, and I'm just assuming. I don't remember. I was too young, yeah. and I don't know. But I would assume that there was a lot of talk of like who's the best player in the league and that most people had started to trend like, oh, it's Michael Jordan now. Yeah. And then after the Dream Team, Michael Jordan beating Magic Johnson and the practices and things like that, that everybody else, like the players, got on board and like, hey, sorry, bud. It's not your league anymore. It belongs to him now. Yeah. I think that was probably a little bit of the switch. And then LeBron, I do put him at two. He's just, the league follows what he does. Oh, 100%. It, from even like, I don't want to blame LeBron for the flopping, but like it's become a bigger thing, I think, because of LeBron. We talked about him in the dunk contest. Like, so even the positives and the negatives, the super teams, I, he didn't start it, but he did it, and it's become a thing. Yeah. He found, he found several, like, he found a good amount of success with it. So everyone else, like, okay. That's what we do now. Like this is what yeah, we have to do. Like to if win. we're gonna beat LeBron, that's what we have to do. Yep. Like he's got his guys there. He's the GM. So he's definitely very influential. And then yeah, I would I would probably put Kevin Garnett in at three. I'd almost say like with Allen Iverson, it's so hard not to have him up there because they have him on as six on the list, but like, mm-hmm. like I mean he just I mean as respectfully as possible, but like he brought the culture of basketball players to the actual NBA. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like this is this is who we are. This is this is what we do. This is how we live. This is what we look like. Yeah. Boom. And, and a lot a of people didn't player. like it, but he did. I would put yeah. him ahead of Kobe. Even as most influential. I mean, David Stern had to come out at one point and be like, "Hey, you guys have to wear suits again. This is getting out of hand with with <laughs> what you're wearing." And even in the article, it says from the braids, the tattoos, and the streetwear of just like, "Yeah, this these are the clothes I want to wear, and this one I'm wearing. I'm not yeah. wearing some button up suit. That's not who I am." And he was very influential. Yeah. And, it, you know, guys like Stephon Marbury were in the league at the time. But Man, I remember when he had his old line come out of clothes. Oh, yeah, Starberry. Yeah, my grandpa almost had me hooked on it. He's like, dude, this is awesome. It's an NBA player. And I was like, uh, I've, heard $10? Of, I've heard of Michael Jordan, Grandpa. Get out of here. Yeah. What was that store that they were in? Stephen Berry's. Yes. It was like we got one in Joplin. That was right because like, oh, you had a – Huge! Like this is gonna be awesome. They have the Starberry brand. Where is it at? Was it where Vintage Stock is? And no, there's that Joanne Crafts place. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember walking in there as a kid because they, they had a shirt that was like serial killer, and I was like, hell yeah! And, it was and like everything was like ten bucks. It didn't yeah. matter if you wanted a shoes, shirts, whatever. It was like ten bucks. Yeah, shorts. You could get everything in there. Is shoe carnival still a thing? I don't know. Is that, that's not a store in Joplin anymore, is it? Yeah, I think so. Right by Jimmy John's. I think I keep overlooking. I want to go in that place. <laughs> yeah, it's I been a minute since I've been to Shoe Carnival, dog. Sorry, that's <laughs> kind of different. But I just, it, uh-huh. I remember that's like where I went shopping as a kid, though, was to get shoes. It was like BOGO. My mom was like, fuck yeah. Was that true BOGO? Getting, we got to buy two shoes and two kids get free ones. Because <laughs> you know how I feel about the buy one, get one half off. That's not a BOGO deal. No, it was buy one, get one. Yeah, it should be buy one, get one free is what BOGO means. No, it was buy one, get one half off. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's stupid. Advertising. <laughs> that's Anyway, tough. influential basketball players. I do have Jordan 1, and I I don't think that you can argue it. I think even LeBron would tell you Jordan's 1. He was the first global superstar yeah. of any sport, not just basketball, of any sport. I think at one point he was more recognizable than Jesus Christ. Might still be. <laughs> Jesus is kind of trending in the, the wrong direction. I bet <laughs> LeBron James is more recognizable than Jesus. 
Do you know what the most stolen item is in the world? The Bible. Yes. That's a good guess. <laughs> I don't know if that was truly a guess. Or Can fairly. you really steal the Bible, though, or do you just ask for forgiveness as soon as you pick it up and start reading a couple chapters? You do both. Is it really theft? Shouldn't you really just be giving those things out anyway? Who I sells mean, you the should. Bible? Hmm? Who sells the Bible? Bookstores. <laughs> Right. There Christian used to be a Bible store, store in uh, the mall. I remember we used to go in there. And I was just like, I don't know what it was as a kid. I was like, man, I'm going to go in But this doesn't Bible it seem store. kind of messed up? There was like... a freaking Bible with Brett Favre on the cover of it because it was a it was an athlete's Bible. So now Brett that Favre's I know about Brett Favre, off it... of a Bible like that's a kind of a shit. Yeah, I know. Do. And then as I got older, I was like, wait, he sent what picture? He's got a kid. Where he did what? <laughs> he did how many drugs? He went to rehab. Yeah. Hey, I get it. But thank God that he found Repent for your sins. You're better now. You're in a better relationship. Uh, a couple big guys make this list, too. Number 10 is Kevin Garnett. I think he's too low. But it was it's a very good article. I'm not, like, trying to argue it or be like, oh, how could you? Because clearly they've changed my mind. Number 9 was Wilt Chamberlain, though. And I think a lot of people maybe don't even realize how influential he was. I mean, rules had to be changed because of the way Wilt Chamberlain played basketball. I didn't know. I don't think I knew that mm-hmm. prior to this article. Goaltending, three-second violation. Okay, that I didn't know. Stuff actually. like that yeah, came from good. Wilt Chamberlain was too big, too fast. There was no answer for him. He could just stand down by the basket and be like, nope, going to hit that away. You're not scoring that way. <laughs> that eventually shoot they, this over me. And I think that he's even the reason why they started keeping track of, of blocked shots. Like, man, he keeps doing this. Like, he blocked that shot. We need to mark this down. Like, that's amazing. And so the way that he influenced basketball – it's really, to me, it's surprising that we don't talk about Wilt Chamberlain as a top five player. It's almost like he's forgotten in a way. Right. Which I is mean, weird to think about. Like him and Bill Russell. Or go look at his numbers. They're obviously the 100-point game. That's a conspiracy theory, right? It's like, that did is he actually score 100? It was like, there's just so many freaking points you pretty much did. Mm, and then they really, like, there's no official, like, stat book or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. But, I mean, he was getting, like, 30 rebounds a game. Yeah. And dominating. And then it goes to the Lakers still dominating. I don't know how he's not mentioned as a top-five player. Who is your top-five, then? Jordan, LeBron, I know we did it last Kobe. year. Jordan, LeBron. You said Kobe, right? I don't know if I would have Kobe top-five. Magic Johnson? Maybe Magic. Wilt. I want to put Kobe in there, but I think that's more of a legend thing than it is. I think Kobe's got to be top. He five. does have five championships. Yeah, dude's a stud. He's up there in all-time points. But I really like Kobe. Is one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to put him in my top five. Yeah, I feel like for a while there, before he passed away, everyone was kind of starting to overlook him. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, cool, but, but he's gone. Now that he's passed away, I think people are kind of. Added more to give him too much attention. The stories continue to grow and be told. I love the stories on Kobe. I wish yeah. someone would just do like a Kobe story podcast. And like the Up and Smoke podcast does a really good job of talking yeah. about. Um, they just had what's his name on uh, Chandler Parsons. Yeah, telling Kobe stories. Uh, Barnes has had a couple Kobe stories too. Obviously, like with the yep. ball fake to the the face. Eamon Chumper, he's got the best one. Yeah, hey, you had a good. You've had a good game, young fella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sending uh, Chandler Parsons to the bar, though. If you haven't seen that one, it's kind of going viral. And being like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up. I'll hook you up. And that, like, doubt of, like, 
is he really or was this all bullshit? <laughs> yeah. And then like the hostess, the waitress, whatever, starts to bring the check. And he's like, did Kobe fuck me over or is he being a nice guy? That panic of like seeing the check, it was $22,000. Mm-hmm. And then having to like the mental just breakdown you would take. if That's my next three game checks. <laughs> yeah. And my dad's going to find out about this. Like I'm fuck like <laughs> i don't have that much money in my account so what's gonna happen yeah, yeah the then, way my bank account works out you know from a check right. <laughs> he did a really good job of telling the story too and then kobe bryant eventually it comes out he covered the tab of like hey here rook not even your own teammate yeah. also kind of crazy that he just has twenty two thousand dollars just to be like here sign for mr bryant he that's care. how much stupid money they have mm-hmm. like it is ridiculous like, when you really think about it yeah and you know, a lot of it, basketball is the, the off-court money that you get yeah. through shoe deals and advertisements, and that was all Michael Jordan. Yep. And that's why, yeah, for me, he's definitely number one. And even, like, I would think for you, you have LeBron as your number one player, player of all time. Yeah. But I like, would, influence-wise, like, when you can't talk about basketball and not think of Michael Jordan. Right. Or even say you, Michael Jordan's name. When you look at LeBron, it's like, why'd you wear 23? Because of Michael Jordan. Yeah. I actually had a basketball coach uh, growing up. He uh, he was in char- charge of, like, ordering all the numbers and the jerseys and stuff like that. And he wouldn't order number 23. He's like, I, I nobody's going to wear that number on this team. That's Michael Jordan's number. It should be retired. I don't order jersey number 23. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. I I'll think that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think that is. You're not going to order a jersey number because of one player? Oh. <laughs> Now, granted, I did have a buddy in high school who wore number 23, and he just thought he was the shit. He put it on, and he's like, let's go have an MJ game. I'm like, dude, you're 5'7 in white and barely hit threes. Shut up. <laughs> you are going to play 10 minutes tonight. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have a flu game. Uh. I saw. I think it was Andrew Hawkins talking uh, about one of his like rookie years. Like He had gotten the flu before a game, and like he was super sick. They had to move him to a different hotel room. Because he was supposed to room with A.J. Green, and they're like, you can't get A.J. Green sick. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm going to come out here and play. This is going to be my my flu game. I'm about to go off. He was like, I had two catches uh, for 15 yards and a fumble, and we lost. <laughs> but even like back to the Michael Jordan thing, anytime you're sick and you're like, I'm going to play anyway, you think you're going to have your flu game. That's what we nope. do here. We Instead, come up here. Lamar Jackson shits his pants and has to leave in the third quarter. Like, no flu game for you. I'm sorry. No, like, nobody. Even if it was food poisoning. Oh, poop gate. Or um, altitude sickness. Whatever it might have been. The dude was still sick, and he still came in the playoffs and performed. Or, you know, from the shoes like we've talked about yesterday, the different, like, Jordan Game 6 references and, like, Jay-Z songs. Mm-hmm. Probably just not it. I don't know if we'll ever, ever have another... Michael ever. Jordan. Ever, ever. <laughs> Forever, ever. Ever, ever. Forever, ever. And the other guys on the list. Steph is up there. I think he's really changed the game. I He's another guy that I'd probably put Kevin Garnett in front of him. But he might round out my top five for most influential. Yeah. Just because there are kids that would have had no shot of playing in the NBA 10 years ago that are dominating now. Like Trey Young 10 years ago. You're a four-year starter at Oklahoma, and then you ride the bench for a while. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's all yeah. your little ass does. <laughs> but now he's dropping like 30 points in the NBA. And it's because of guys like Steph Curry 
or not even guys like Steph Curry. It is because of Steph Curry <laughs> specifically that the game changed. And it's like, oh, shit, I got to guard this guy as soon as like he crosses. Like four shooters. Like yeah. not just like the small – because it would be like, well, Allen Iverson, he's a small guy. No, we're talking shooters. Because really, like even the Ray Allen type of shooter is like, yeah, you're going to come in and hit threes. Yeah. You're really not going to have much of an impact outside of that. Yeah. Steph Curry is doing like, – it is just insane to watch that guy play basketball. I know we talked about it yesterday with that little pregame warm-up shooting that he did. Like that is nuts. Still stupid. One yeah. of the craziest things I've ever seen, actually, on a basketball court. Like, yeah. To make that many shots in a row and to barely touch the rim on any of them, stupid influential. A, a couple other guys to round out the <laughs> list are Shaq and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 60s, 70s, like, was willing to sacrifice a lot. I, I, one of the first athletes with guys like Jim Brown that would talk about social issues and be like, no, oh, we should be doing this. Uh, obviously, I wasn't alive during that time. Uh, but Shaq is another one, and I didn't realize it. And he was another guy that I kind of questioned. Like, I know he was really good, but how influential was he? He was one of the first dominant big men to get a shoe deal. Uh, the guys before him, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, none of them were really getting that attention until Shaq came along. And from the movies, he had, he was a rapper there for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of get it. He's another one of those guys that kind of they changed my mind in the article about Shaq being influential. Obviously, now he's still fantastic. Yeah, and I mean the deal that he had like with with Reebok, like it, it felt like he always did something with the smaller brands, like even with the shoes. Like, yeah, hey, I'm not trying to sell my shoes for buckloads of money. I want anyone to be able to wear them. I want anybody to be able to have yeah. basketball shoes. That's, That's one of the awesome. cooler stories that's not talked about as much as it should be. Have you heard him tell the story about like anytime he goes out, he does something for somebody? He doesn't. You know? He doesn't go out and about yeah. without doing something. Like he, the other day, he was in a store. Like it was a video that was done. Um, he goes into a store and he looks at a kid. And he's like, "Hey, do you got a bike?" And the kid's like, "No." And he asks his mom. He's like, "Hey, can you get a bike today?" Mom's like, "Sure." And Chuck's like, "All right, cool. Go pick one out." You just got this big seven one motherfucker going around with this kid looking at bikes. And he's like, Wearing do, a, "Do you want this one right a here?" Tank top. And he just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just bought this kid a bike. And he's just like, you know, it's my job in the world now to make people feel better, do something for other people. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that is awesome. I would love to reach that point one day. Now yeah, I just what? tell people, like, yo, cool shirt. Tell girls, nails look nice. Like, oh, thank you so much. No, I've heard him it's tell like, the story before of being in line and, or being at a store and, like, the, a mother and a child wanted a laptop. And he was like, yeah, get a laptop. Like, get the most expensive one. I don't care. And he's like, what's $1,500 to me? Like, I'm not trying to brag, but it's nothing. Like, I can yeah. afford that. No problem. To them, that's a month's rent, groceries. Yeah. That's a big purchase. But to me, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, get the laptop. Get you know whatever else you need with it, too. He's very generous with his money. Yeah. But what's crazy is he also has that deal with his kids to where uh, I don't remember how he said it. But like, he won't give them anything unless they have two degrees. He said, you have to have your bachelor's and your master's before you can touch my money. Like, they are not in his will until they have two degrees. It's like, man. Yeah, it was it that he said. He's like, you're not rich. I'm rich. Yeah, we don't and have money. Like, I've got money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is true. Or, like, he won't support any of their other, like, their startup businesses or anything. And, of course, they are pretty young still. I think his oldest is like just college aged. Yeah, playing at LSU. Uh, but I mean, he's like set the ground rules of you're not touching this money unless you work for it, <laughs> which is fantastic. Like, good parenting yeah. for him. And it also it seems like he's also a pretty good dad too. 
Yeah. Kids love him on social media. <laughs> yeah. It'd be crazy to have Shaq as a father. It would be. He's I've like, never seen him in person. I want to. Same. I think I would. I wouldn't fangirl, but I think I would just be kind of speechless because it would be like, that's a massive human being. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know how to react to it. Just be like, Shaking his hand and it's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it would be me shaking a newborn baby's hand is exactly how my hand would feel. Probably so. Yeah, I shook a guy's hand today and I was like, God, that's a freaking big hand. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah. I know that's a weird thing to say out loud, but it's the God's honest truth. It's like, that's a big hand. Yeah. My, his hand made my hand mm-hmm. feel like not a hand. You know what they say about guys with big hands? Big gloves. Exactly. Shaq's got the biggest gloves. <laughs> <laughs> that glove would be terrifying. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is that? What do you right? mean? It's a glove. Yeah, yeah. all right. Call uh, that a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> More great sponsors that we have. Club 609. I'm declaring it the best happy hour in Joplin. I know that there are other people that are trying to come for the throne. Not here on this podcast. <laughs> no, Club no. 609. Best happy hour of round. It's from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, featuring two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours. If you're going to come for the king, you got to give me those deets. Can you beat two till eight? All right. Can you beat two-for-one happy hour? That's what you got to do. That's the criteria. Yeah. That's the standard for the happy hour. And how diverse is your menu? That's another question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Am I ordering appetizers as a meal during happy hour? Because that's how good your appetizers are. Right. Or how big they are. Am I staying around after 8 because the atmosphere is cool? Am I going to stick around and maybe buy some artwork that's on the wall? (laughs) Do you even have artwork available? (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, do you even feature an artist a month? (laughs) I don't think so. Club 609 does, and that's where you should be for their happy hour, 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock with their two-for-one drink specials. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown – Excuse me, downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, at downtown Lube, right off of First and Main Street. Visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. It is not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tires serviced. Mark Edder and the guys pride themselves on getting you taken care of as quickly as possible with excellent customer service. Again, that is downtown Lube. You know, Big Country, I saw something really interesting on television last night. Yeah, There were two basketball matches, one featuring the school named Duke. It mm-hmm. was ranked number six overall, I guess, in the country. Yeah. And they won their game, 86 to 56. And there was another team playing from Kansas, and they lost 74 to 64 to some school named TCU. It was really interesting. Hmm. Who did Duke won? Th- yeah, Duke. Like by a blowout? Yeah, blowout. Not even close. And then Kansas, they lost. They lost by 10. To, to TCU? TCU, that's football school. I is think. TCU ranked? I didn't know they had a basketball program. They're kind of new to the Big 12, aren't they? They're not yeah. even really that successful basketball? Unranked. You hate to see it. You really wow, do. That is, that to is tough. It. That is really tough. Uh, a, a couple would-you-rather questions, though, for you today before we end it. Um, would you rather be Batman or Superman? New Batman movie comes out. I'm... I'm excited about it, actually. I'm going to see it. It's like a year I shit on this movie. As soon as I found out Robert Pattinson was playing Batman, I'm like, that's stupid, actually, and I'm not going to go watch it. The freaking fake vampires playing Batman? Now, I'm like, I could could maybe catch a little little Friday matinee or something. A little heel turn. (laughs) Right? Uh, So I'm a little bit excited about it, but would you rather be Batman or Superman? 
That's tough because, like, when you look at Batman, it's are you terms. Are you saying it just in terms of the superheroes themselves? The whole character, Bruce Wayne included, and Clark Kent. I don't know because, like, Superman's just indestructible. Like, you're just you're not going to die. Like, so at some point, he eventually he becomes all immune the super- to kryptonite. Right. So he's just like right. He can fly. He can do everything. A lot of people forget Batman is just a regular man with some badass yeah. skills. I think I'd be Superman. I, I love the, Batman, but like the smart answer is Superman. My real answer is Batman. I feel He's like my favorite superhero. Too. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> didn't expect you to get that. No, I mean, Batman. Like everyone makes fun of me for liking superheroes. I'm like Batman's my favorite. No, no, no. Batman, back it up. Super, Batman and Spider Man are like my favorite too. I did not say I like superheroes. I said Batman was my favorite superhero. That's what I mean. Yeah. I am not like I'm into the whole Marvel DC superhero movies. And I'm stuff. not. <laughs> oh well, okay. There's where the rusting comes in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I understand where I'm the not going to nerd crossed. out and go to Comic Con with you. If that's what you're asking me. No, I've, I I feel like I would freak out in that situation. But I am a little. I'm a little bit of a Batman nerd. Like I know the background. I know a lot of the the smaller characters. Seen all the movies. Seen all the movies. Um, the Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. Anytime I, it's on, I watch it. I would even, I could say that it is my favorite movie. I feel like it's such a cop out answer saying that, but like I have to agree. Like, there's no other movie where I watch it and I'm just stuck the entire time. Where it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, I like. It's not that I forgot about that part. It's just like you just kind of over, overlooked it with all yeah. the other parts that have all taken the little place. details. Yes, that are involved in it. The build up after the first one. It's. I think it's one of the only movies where the sequel is better. Than the first one. Yes. Granted, the first one they did like, hey, we're going to intro. Yeah. It, it was kind of like the, the character development, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But it was it was good. And then the yeah. lead up to, I mean, Batman versus Joker was one of the best rivals. It's like the ever. most well done movie ever with a rival like that. Mm-hmm. Like the newer one was stupid. Like you just picked a stupid Joker. Is really what you did. Yeah. The laugh was dumb. The You're talking about that Jared Leto one? Yes. Worst Joker ever. I liked uh, the Joaquin Phoenix one. I thought yes. it was interesting. I liked the concept of that Joker with Jared Leto. I just thought he did a bad job. Same. Yeah. And the one with Joaquin Phoenix, I thought it was cool, but it, it doesn't really fit the Batman narrative. Yeah. Because like, that guy wouldn't have been a badass. Like He's not a villain. No. But it was a good movie. Very much so. It's a yeah. good starting point for it. But, I mean, Superman, I was, the Superman, I don't know that they've made a good Superman movie. No, and it's it's hard to do because everyone already knows the story. So, like, when you do Superman, it's like, well, we'll just kind of start off somewhere. Yeah. Like, the newest series is like, we already know who he is. And then the next one, I think the newest one, they didn't even call it Superman. What they call it? Yeah, they did rename it. I don't remember. Yeah. But it was like another one of his nicknames. Yeah, and it was like the villains are always so dumb too, and it's like this storyline sucks. Mm-hmm. Like DC needs to start stealing people from Marvel and be like, "Hey, you guys got it right with these movies." Yeah, come over here because honestly, like the Marvel movies are so much better, but their superheroes are not. Yes, like Iron Man gets his ass kicked by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. in a movie, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, he's, like the fact that the character lives on outside of the movies, too, is what's so nice. Now, you look at Ben Affleck, that fucker's standing there on his front porch with goddamn Jimmy John smoking a cigarette, Ripping looking six. depressed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, cool, don't want to see my Batman doing that, but he is. I like Ben Affleck. I didn't like him as Batman. 
Same. The Town, another one of my favorite movies. I actually don't feel like when you watch the Batman movie, it's not bad. It's just like they he didn't have his own standalone movie, right? It was just Batman versus Superman and then the Justice League. So it's like, eh, okay. It is. uh, His suit was weird, too. You got to hit the suit. The bat, the the bat symbol was like a fat bat. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. Just use the traditional one. Don't be difficult. Yeah, we don't have to change it. This new one, one though, the Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up? Have you seen his bat car yet? I was gonna say it is kind of interesting. They're going back to more of the, like my traditional version of the. It's uh, the whole thing with it because I remember when they started. That's against stupid. The casting calls for it because they wanted to do like a younger Batman, like when he first becomes. Right. You know, everything. So they wanted to go a younger route and then kind of build it through his age as, like, naturally progressing, too. So that's kind of mm-hmm. why Patterson got the role. And that'll be interesting, or too. Or Pattinson, excuse me. There is kind of, like, a – there's an era where we don't – like, 16 to 25. What was Batman doing? Yeah. I don't know. Just being a kid with no parents, I guess. He's like Jesus, man. Like, we knew about him when he was born. I think they did it in the yeah, show. childhood trauma. <laughs> I think they've done it in the, sh- the show Gotham, but I'm not. I'm not watching that. I'm not watching a Batman sitcom yet. I am. Are you serious? Currently. Is it good? <laughs> no, it's so bad. What's it on? Netflix or Netflix is on Netflix now. I'm watching it. It's bad. It's cheesy, but the storyline of a young Batman got me. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've not known anyone that's watched it, so I have not I gotten bet an Oscar like view. Probably. But it's like five seasons. Are you just starting? I've through season one. Okay. Let me tell you, season one is twenty episodes long though. Fucking a. Twenty minutes, thirty minute episode. Hour. At what? Mm-hmm. I've been at it for a minute. Mother of God. <laughs> it's, it's not good quality, but it is cool to see a young Batman. If it's not a sitcom, then what is it? Just a show. A series. See, okay. A sitcom is like that. Like laugh track, like Days of Our Lives type of deal, or like Friends. Yeah, no, that's the Office. The Office, yeah, the Office is a sitcom. Okay, and like Seinfeld, Parks and Rec, How gotcha. I Met Your Mother. A couple of my favorite. What I said was is a soap opera. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just don't hate on the soaps either, man. Yeah. Some people get into that. I mean, my I remember growing up. If I had to miss school, I'd have to watch the shows with my mom. Like, this is so stupid. I But if you did, if you missed school as like a kindergartner and you're like, wow, who's this character? There's that guy. Fast forward to you being like in high school, same fucking character. Yes. <laughs> the same guy still on the and show. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I remember you being like the young heartthrob. Now you're the old man on the show. Yeah. I don't know if there's still a thing. You could probably still find them. Same characters. I 100% believe so. 100% believe so. All right, next, would you rather Would you rather do a dating reality show or have your friends swipe for you on dating apps? Definitely have my friends swipe for me. I'm not letting yeah. my friends watch me on live TV fucking swoon for some girl. Right. Be some fucking simp. <laughs> Crying after here. a date. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't believe you don't want to fucking spend time with me because my ass is going to come back and with all of my friends. <laughs> exactly. Every single thing I do or say is going to come back in a conversation and I would be just to be like, this was stupid. Like, I'm, oh, am I famous on social media? Fuck that. No, I'll find other it. ways to be famous on social media. I would love it if you did a dating reality show. I've always wanted to do like Survivor or Big Brother. I've always wanted to do one of those shows. Um, I I wanted to do the real world. 
I don't know. The show on MTV. MTV. On MTV. I I liked it. I used to watch it in high school all the time. But then, like, when I hit, like, that age where it would have been cool to go, I already had, like, a girlfriend. I guess I'm old enough to do it. I'm in good enough health, too. <laughs> oh, that's a real thing, though, because I had a buddy in college who was like, I want to go do it. But it's like, I have this issue, and they don't want to worry about it. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, I've applied to be on Big Brother every year, and they finally got back to what me. What is so. Big Brother? That's just like living in a house, though, right? Yeah, you're in a house for the summer or something, in like a studio type of like house. Like Survivor, I could see, like, nope, you're not physically fit That's enough, another one, yeah. yeah but, like, this. you lose so much weight while you're out there, too, though, because, like, you're not eating very much. Because, like, if you watch a character from, like, the beginning of the show to the end, it's like, my God. This dude lost, like, 45 pounds. It's kind of another reason why I want to do it. You ever watch that show alone where they sit? They don't I haven't you seen sign up one. for it. But, like, they send 10 people out to the wilderness, and you have to survive on your own. I, that wouldn't happen. But they, they will lose, like, 50 pounds. They, I mean, How every season. Out there? Every season you'll see a guy who's like, oh, I'm packing on weight. Because they know that you're going to lose so much weight. And they'll have, like, med checks where doctors and nurses come out. And every season they'll be like, nope, you've lost too much weight. You have to go home. And the the other person will be like, no, like, I want to stay. Like, I feel fine. And then they'll do it. It's great TV. They'll show a before and after picture. And it's like, holy shit, he has lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> you got to <laughs> go. about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are not doing well. You got to kill something, dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? So if you had to do a reality show, it would be – Big Brother, probably? Big Brother, Survivor, yeah. Yeah, it'd be real world. I think Big Brother would be difficult because it's such a like an open setting and you're on camera all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you're even cameraed, like, going to, like, walking into the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, everyone can see, like, Your I'm tall. So if you're taking a shower or whatnot, people are at least going to see, like, shoulder That's up. That's the way the real world like, is, oh. too, but nobody gets voted off. In Big Brother, you get voted off, correct? Yeah, it's a competition. Like, yeah. Yeah, in real world. It's just seven strangers picked to live in a house. And what? What's the point of the show? That's it. The drama. They pick. They know what they're doing when they pick these people. That you know, you do the interview process, and like, yeah, that person's actually kind of a piece of shit. So they're going to cause drama. You're on the show. It's like The Bachelor. So you just live in the house for like two months, and then... yeah, you have to get like a job and pay bills. But you go out and you get drunk all the time, and you get in fights, or you're sleeping <laughs> with somebody, and they're like, oh, check that out. You just play on play. Right, that was pretty much me in my twenties, anyway. Yeah, I just wasn't on MTV. (laughs) (laughs) But it would have been cool. I, I would have. Should have. You should have just dumped your girl. Yeah, should have. Eventually, I married her. But ah, shit. Never mind. I got two cool kids out. I was gonna say yeah. I don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Last one. (laughs) Would you rather? You know, it's really crazy. We're here in the call-in app. And it's live. You're in the chat. You can listen to us live, usually at 10 a.m. Central Time every day. I just mentioned how I eventually married that girl, and then she texted me. My heart stopped there for a second. Like just right now? Yeah, I thought I was dead. I was like, oh, shit, she finally She's listened. She's in the – okay. I'm over here looking <laughs> <laughs> right? looking at my phone like, uh. I think she's Aaron. Um, <laughs> no, last one. Would you rather give up meat or alcohol? Rest of your life. Like red meat or any type of meat? Meat. All of it. Give me the definition of meat. <laughs> Chicken, beef. <laughs> I don't know. The definition of meat. What are you talking about? Just fucking with you. Trying to see if I could find a little wrinkle in it that you maybe missed. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that really wasn't Is it in a sentence? 
<laughs> yeah. Would you like me or not? No, thank you. Uh, that's tough because I'm a big fan of chicken and steak. You like chicken. I've told you this. You like chicken more than anyone I've ever met. It's just good. That's good. I, I know you think that. Yeah. And I'm not like, oh, chicken, how can you eat it? Like you'll take a like a chicken burrito over a steak burrito or taco or whatever. Yeah. There I are times you order chicken. I'm I just like, feel like really? with steak like that, though, they always cook it well done. I got to sit there and chew it. Oh, so yeah. I feel like I'm just like chewing forever. And the chicken is just easier to bite into and eat. And... Yeah. And I don't mind. I don't want a well done steak, but I, I honestly, I wouldn't send it back. Yeah. And it's not like I don't mind it. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm a, a steak snob or whatever with how it's cooked, but it's just one of those deals where, like, if it is a burrito like that, I know it's cooked all the way through and it's just. You know, sometimes it gets real hard and it's kind of crusty. Chicken and I makes just, me I don't nervous like in places, though. I've had some bad chicken experiences. So I haven't, which is kind of a nice thing. Oh, well, I did it to myself because I mistimed it in the air fryer and <laughs> took a bite of it. I was like, that's a medium chicken strip. That's not good. Yeah, you got to get back those in pre cooked. <laughs> like, you're yeah. just warming it up, chicken yeah. strips. For me, I would give up alcohol, honestly. I'm a big, I'm a big meat eater. I like to. Yeah, because it would be tough to, like, even just Eat like, like a big old salad and then go, I'm going to go drink now. You're going to get <laughs> fucked up on two drinks. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like even something as simple as like, oh, I'm just going to grab a sandwich for lunch. Well, that's got to be like a PB&J now. <laughs> that's actually not a problem. You know, you t- yeah, but like you're eliminating turkey, chicken, and ham. It's all right. I'm kind of over sandwiches anyways. Or steak. Nah, that's so. a lie because I've, I've moved on from the turkey ham sandwiches. Now I'm on to like the roast beef and. The better quality meat. Just sandwiches. so you know, that is meat. <laughs> I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ha 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 ha. So for me, it would be I, I would give up alcohol. I think I'd give up mean. That I don't want to come off as like, oh, this guy loves alcohol. Uh-huh. But it's like we're always out and about and being social. It would be tough to be like everyone else having a good time getting the drink. And I'm just sipping on my Dr Pepper. <laughs> Woo. See what you failed well, to do is actually, find the loophole that is yeah, melawana. Son of a bitch. I'm gonna eat meat and get ripped out of my mind. <laughs> Give me that steak. And I'll also take a joint. Y'all y'all having fun over there. <laughs> I'm gonna have this delicious. Can I switch meal, up my answer. And then I'm gonna go outside for a little bit and I will come back in happier than ever. <laughs> I'll switch up my answer. Right, that's the that's the right answer. I saw yeah, that I one didn't. online. I'm trying to find the loophole within the meat. I missed about I missed the loophole in the alcohol. You can have my meat. All right. All right. That's it for us today. We thank you guys <laughs> for joining us today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Let's say TBD on the time. Uh, trip to Indianapolis. We're just like, fuck it. Let's go. Yep. Um, so TBD on the time. But we will be back with another episode of Mic'd Up for you tomorrow right here in the call-in app. We thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget about Roper Kia. Go in there. Check them out. See what they have. If they don't have what you're looking for, they'll help you find it no matter where it is. And also, you mentioned us here at Mic'd Up. They will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you all tomorrow.